Let's go, Colorado. Welcome back into the Hockey Show, Colorado's biggest and best live hockey radio show right here on Mile High Sports. We're going back to the phones. we got Connor McGahey joining us to come preview the Montreal matchup tonight at Ball Arena. Connor, thanks so much for hanging with us. How are you doing today? Good, fellas. How are you? I'm fantastic, Connor. The first question I want to hit you with here is part of my game day routine, at least home games anyway, is I leave my house about 45 minutes before puck drop, and on my way, I'm listening to your pregame show. And in that pregame show the other day, I they pulled the curtain back a little bit for us. I think it was Birdo, and told us that you typically show up to the arena three hours before the game. So I kind of want to get an idea of what your game day routine is like and, you know, kind of what are those things that you're doing? Because it's obvious. You can hear it in your broadcast. You're extremely informed. You've got all the stats ready to rock. What's your routine like? Well, uh, three hours, to be honest, is probably, if, I, if I'm showing up three hours before puck drop, I'm probably late. <laughs> oh. Um which is uh, silly to some people, but um, I'd rather just be there and settled in and be able to hang out and even relax a little bit. Um, so I guess for today, I mean, if today's interesting because there's no morning skate this morning. Uh, earlier puck drop tonight, hockey night in Canada, uh, 5 o'clock, so um, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to even have a 10.30 a.m. skate and then go home for like an hour and then have to go back to the rink. So, but it, it, say it was a day that had morning skate, I'd, I'd get up, I'd go, I'd watch skate, I'd do my interview with coach, and then uh, come back home, go over some notes, read a couple things, um, and honestly just relax a little bit. Um, if, if, uh, if we're being honest, you know, I, I believe in the balance of information and then just sort of, you know, being in a good spot because when you're calling a game, uh, it. <laughs> you don't realize how uh, how much it takes it out of you, and so. Uh, but yeah, so you come home and have a good lunch and relax a little bit, and then you get bored with that, so you get dressed and you go back to the rink, and then you read uh, you read some more and uh, watch a few things. You're able to talk to um, broadcasters from the other side, usually if they're traveling, which helps a lot, and then you can get some perspective from that side, and then. Before you know it, it's time for pregame shows on the radio and TV. So, that, but that's part of the reason that I, I like to show up early is because I can just be there, set up, and and not feel rushed uh, by any means. People make fun of me. I understand. Do what you will, <laughs> but uh, but uh, that's what uh, that's what suits me. It leaves room for distractions. Like if I'm there on the the rare once a year occasion, I come in and say hello, and then you know <laughs> I'm not interrupting you. Right. Ex- exactly. Because. As is evident in any press box, if you've ever been there, it's just a, it's just a cavalcade of characters. It's just a parade, and you know it, it's just it's kind of like a cocktail hour without the cocktails. <laughs> there. So you're right. You know that allows for time to to socialize and then actually try and get some work done. Connor, changing gears to something serious. I oh, want no. I want to talk goaltending with you. I'm stealing JJ's uh, line of attack here. Are these last two performances from each goalie maybe the best we've seen from either this season? Yes, because really for the first time this year, um, well, in in regards to Francois' win in Anaheim on Wednesday, that was the first time that the Avalanche won a game all year where they didn't score three goals. Um, And then you you give up 75 shot attempts, I think, versus the L.A. Kings on Thursday. So you really hadn't gotten into a spot where you needed or at least had your goaltenders win you a game, and now you've had each one win you one the last two. So – um, 
it's not easy to play in Southern California. No matter where the Ducks or the Kings are uh, in the standings, but the Avalanche have been able to uh, win the last seven versus versus each opponent. Um, and this time around, the goaltenders really did the job. Francois, um, despite uh, the fact that the last three games, the Avalanche have given up 115 shots. Um, he was good Wednesday. Kemper good versus uh, two of his former teams. Actually, the last three, really. Um, Arizona, Minnesota, and uh, and now the LA Kings. So, Yes, those were two of the best performances we've seen from netminders all year, and that was sort of the one piece that they had to, to put back into place, but you get a shutout Saturday versus Arizona. That was the first goose egg uh, on the good side of the board all year, uh, which needed to happen. So it's starting to come around, and um, and I think the team recognized that Darcy Camper got the game puck on Thursday, and he should have. Uh, 40 saves on 41 shots. Uh, one of his best performances of the year so far. This is the Hockey Show with J.J. Derez and Ryan Bolding. We got voice of the Avalanche, Connor McGahee, with us. Connor, I want to get into that Anaheim game, right? It really looked like Anaheim brought their A game, I guess. And we've seen it in past years when teams are facing the Tampa Bay Lightning, former Stanley Cup champion. They get up a little bit higher for that game. Are you starting to recognize in opponents that maybe they are starting to bring their maximum version of their own game against the Colorado Avalanche? Absolutely. And in, and in Anaheim's case, Dallas Akins knows how to frustrate Colorado. And, I mean, I'll tell you what, some of the most boring games that the Avalanche have had to play over the years have been at Honda Center in Orange County. And uh, I think the first two periods, minus the uh, McDermott-Delorier tilt, fell into that category because Anaheim's shorthanded, so they know they got to slow it down, clog it up, do everything they can. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the part of what L.A. did, I think, on Thursday, too. That's why the top line, not able to get the space, freedom they were looking for, and that allowed other characters to, to really slide in and make a difference. But when it comes to the Ducks in particular, that's where they're good about making those defensive adjustments and, and really giving Colorado a hard time. Um, but when you're one of the big dogs in the National Hockey League, and the Avalanche are, um, they really... It, you know, it, it's it's like if you go into uh, New York or Chicago, everyone says that, look, no matter how those teams are doing, just because you're playing in those cities, you're going to play better. And guys know who the, the hot teams are in the league, who the best players are, and naturally, as competitors, that brings it out on you. And I think the Avalanche are grateful over the past couple of seasons to be in that category of teams that, you know, other teams want to play their best against, and that, I think, is an unsaid great compliment amongst uh, pro hockey players. Connor, we got a statistic from our, our friend and uh, compatriot Lee Blair uh, this oh, week yeah. about Devon Taves, uh, mm-hmm. and I had to update it after the last game because it came before the L.A. game, but mind-blowing stat here. Devon Taves has not had a minus game once since he started with the Avalanche. He's plus 62 now in two seasons, plus 33 on the year. I mean, what what is it about him? Is it him? Is it the unit? What What is it that is that is causing such a, you know, a crazy thing to happen? Well, I mean, I, there, Devon Taves is one of the smartest hockey players around. Um, makes great decisions with the puck. That's, that's a main reason for him um, 
having that incredible number. I mean, that plus 61 is, is more than any other player in the National Hockey League if you go back to the, the beginning of last season. Um, that helps. The Avalanche have had a leader in plus-minus the last two years, Miko Rantanen last year, and Ryan Graves the year before. And I'm going to use Ryan Graves and a common denominator to link to Devon Taves. Ryan Graves played with who? for a majority of that season as a, as a defensive partner. Kale McCarr. Who is Devon Taves playing with now for most of the shifts? It's been different the past couple games, but when you start off a game like they did Thursday in Los Angeles, who's starting? Devon Taves and Kale McCarr. Hmm. So you combine Devon Taves' smarts, skill, intelligence, decision-making with the fact that Kale McCarr is uh, – you know, likely going to win the Norris Trophy and on the ice with you for a majority of your shifts. That tells me that that is that is the ultimate recipe for success when it comes to to being a plus player and not having uh, any games under par in the National Hockey League. Connor, it's no secret Montreal has been struggling this year. I mean, guys in and out of the lineup, everything going on north of the border. But they did just come from Vegas where they took them all the way to overtime they lost in overtime but still a good fought battle so I guess what do we expect from this Montreal group tonight well I mean they go to the Stanley Cup final last year uh which shocked a lot of people and then now they're bottom of the NHL standings uh just 22 points this year uh they have a you mentioned you know tough stuff uh, north of the border this is a 10 game road trip for them this is game number nine of ten uh, they're one, four, and three in the first eight. They haven't played at Bell Center since December sixteenth, which is crazy to me. Um, you mentioned the overtime loss in Vegas, but they get a point. They beat Dallas uh, in Dallas before that. Dallas, one of the better home teams in the National Hockey League, so that was a, a marquee win for them to do that in regulation. Um, but this is just the third time that they'd have points in two straight games this year. But still, the only team in the NHL to not have won two games in a row in their 39 games played. So the problem for them is really scoring goals. Um, the average is 2.18 goals per game. That's the worst in the NHL. And the worst for any team in Montreal since 1939. So they can't put the puck in the net. They're, they're down uh, a bunch of personnel for a myriad of reasons, and they just don't have the, the chemistry that they had to go to the cup final uh, last year. So, and then, obviously, goaltending. I mean, this is the first time in Montreal history they've given up 50 or more shots in back-to-back games. And Sam Montembeau, I'll give him credit, uh, has been spectacular. And he's been one of the reasons that uh, Montreal was able to get points in both of those games versus Dallas and Vegas. But still, there are woes there. Uh, obviously, they've just hired a new general manager in Montreal native Kent Hughes, Patrice Bergeron's agent. Uh, so maybe they're taking a page out of the Quebec Nordiques back in the day, hiring Pierre Lacroix, we'll see. But, um, yeah, there are there are many uh, reasons and issues why Montreal went to the Stanley Cup final last year, bottom of the NHL standings this year. Connor, I've got a, a quirky question for you. What Since we were talking routines, I've been thinking about this whole time, and I got too serious before I could ask. <laughs> what is your uh, go-to choice of cough drop to keep you going during your, your broadcasts? You know, it really depends. I'm not a huge cough drop guy, to be honest, unless it's uh, uh, desperate measures time. But if it's the, uh, oh, is it the, the yellow one? The honey with, um, which one is that? Ricola. 
No, it is a Halls. Oh, oh you're talking yeah. like brand. Le- lemon and honey? Lemon and honey? I think that's the one. I think that's the one. It just, I'm like, I just did, did color association. Like, give me the yellow one. I, I mean, that's that good one. enough. There's yeah. only a couple. What is, what is your go-to to keep the pipes lubricated, then, if you're not doing cough drops? Oh, just, just room temperature water. That's it. Room temperature water. Why room Simple temperature? Because then if it's cold water, and any, any uh, uh, vocalist will tell you this, too, cold water will actually shrink your, your larynx and your vocal cords a little bit. But room temperature keeps it nice and loose and able to free flow, and, and there you go. So don't... Uh, Try and say no to the cold water if you guys are doing a show. I had no idea. Thank you for enlightening hey, me. I'm here, I'm here to help. Yeah, learn something new every day. <laughs> that explains a lot. Connor, my last question for you. You and I uh, were once at the original In-N-Out Burger in uh, Los Angeles on a road mm. trip with our friend Bernie. Yes. Would you wait in line for In-N-Out Burger in Colorado? Uh, I mean, so I, I have, yes. Um, not like... Not like eight hours waiting in line. I mean, right, I, I that's think ridiculous. the first, let's see, it was the Park Meadows one when it first opened. And, I mean, I was probably in line for, I don't know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, which wasn't, which wasn't bad. I mean, that was just to, to scratch the itch and, uh, and, and get that sweet taste just for a little <laughs> bit. Now, I've behaved uh, pretty much since. But, you know, I wouldn't stand in line for, like, I wouldn't be opening night opening day stand in line guy for for in and out i mean it's tasty and i i, I do enjoy it <clears throat> but i got we got other things to do with our lives so that's that's where i'm at at that so yes i have waited in line here in colorado for in and out burger but it was what i would call a reasonable wait reasonable. i think the last time i waited in line for a long period of time for anything was at the casino royale premiere in london <laughs> i don't know that i even care about anything enough to wait in line anymore yeah, I'm kind of that way, too. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I want it, but do I want it that bad? Probably not. All right, Connor, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today, as always. You, I keep forgetting, you're our inaugural guest, so you're still leading the league yes. in uh, show appearances here. So uh, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get you on a couple a more times. We'll get you a, a five-timer jacket like SNL, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, outstanding. No, I, an honor, a badge that... Uh, that I uh, keep uh, close to my heart. Thanks, <laughs> All right. Have a good game tonight, and I uh, hope to see you up there. Roger that. See you. All right. There you have it. Connor McGahee, the voice of the Colorado Avalanche on Altitude Radio. Awesome of him to join us. I, I, for, I meant to bring that up at the top of the show, that he was our inaugural guest, and here he is still joining us. We're, we basically touched three seasons, right? Because when he joined us, the bubble had just wrapped up, so we touched on that season, and we had the whole second season, and here we are on this third season. So, Loving the hockey show. I hope you guys are too. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, and thanks so much to our great guests. We'll be right back for a quick little snippet of the mixed bag skate. So be right back. JJ, Ryan, Danny Bailey, this is the Hockey Show Mile High Sports. Sports.